This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. What it really means to live like golden. Yeah, we're golden, baby, we're golden. They're about to see us shine, because we're golden. They can't ever break us down, because we're golden. They're about to see us glow, because we're golden. All right, guys, welcome back. We are well and truly into this Learn series. Uh, if you haven't already listened to the previous series with uh, the guys from Sway Digital, um, which we're about to dive into episode three with, go back and listen to it. You know, ep one was really about understanding what we could call like the core pillars of marketing. Um, and then ep two was really understanding how to sell your product. And, and you know, we're specifically talking website, but I think fundamentally there were some really good principles there. And today's ep is going to be about really how do you go from a $20,000 a month business to a $100,000 a month business e-commerce business with paid advertising. Um, so probably not a great place to start. Um, so if you're listening to this, go listen to some of those earlier episodes. Um, it'll it'll preface what we're going to talk about right now or in this episode. Um, and, and, you know, you'll probably understand it a little bit better. Um, but I'm excited for this one. Lads, let's, let's get into it. How do we do it? Where do we start? How, do, how, how are you guys going to make me money? Cool. So I think that if you're doing $20,000 a month, you've probably got already a few things checked off. Like you probably got product to market fit. You probably got customers. You might've ironed out some kinks. You probably have a decent insight into like what makes people buy. If you're doing $20,000 a month, you probably have some kind of paid traffic source running already. It's not to say that you can't, but just seeing most stores that are in those figures, they're normally running some kind of ad. So they should have some kind of data to lean into. And with this stuff, data is your best friend. So looking at going for $20,000 to $100,000 a month, I think the first thing you need to do is get a spreadsheet out and as we've said a million times already, know your numbers and you need to do some projections and modeling. You need to understand like, if I get a $20 cost per purchase, a $30, $40 cost per purchase from advertising, what's that gonna mean for my rowers, my profit? And do some modeling around what the numbers actually look like to get to $100,000 per month based off paid spend. Because otherwise you have no idea which steer, like where to steer the ship. Can we work through that? Yeah, it's probably like- As difficult as that might be, can we do it? Because yeah. like- I just like, you know, obviously we can talk about it and we can say run your numbers, but I yeah. think like, okay, what does the typical $20,000 a month business look like, you know, with these numbers and as hard as this is going to be for someone to hear in terms of, you know, if you're not a numbers person, if you're a numbers person, you'll be fine. But but then it's like, okay, great. How are we stepping towards that $100,000 business per yeah. month business? I think the tough thing with e-commerce is it's very cash flow hungry. So you can have a $20,000 a month business and be out of pocket because you've ordered stock, you've got stock waiting and you have to be able to order stock incrementally before it runs out because stopping and starting is the worst thing. So if you're at $20,000 per month, you're probably turning over and having a lot of money moving around, but you might not have a lot of money sitting aside. And that's why it's so important to actually model what it's going to look like for you so you can understand if you've got a cash gap, so you can understand how much you need to keep on hand to reorder so you can figure out your ordering cycle. So I'd get in an Excel spreadsheet, like Google spreadsheet and figure out the things that we discussed in the first episode, which is like based off your average order value, what's your profit in there? Cause that's what's gonna model, uh, what you're gonna use to model it around. And then you need to do some modeling based off like if it costs me $20 to get a sale for my digital marketing and I sell a hundred dollar average order value, that's a five times return on ad spend and what's my rough profit in there. And then just do that same, that same modeling, but for different situations. So $20 cost per purchase, $25 cost per purchase, $30 cost per purchase. And that will also give you then in relation your rowers as well. So that'll show you what it's gonna be like if you run it three rowers, four rowers. And you need to try and identify like 
where you think a sweet spot is going to be between balance between, I guess, revenue and profit. Because if you kind of do minimum amount of profit, but higher revenue, the problem you're going to have is very soon, like you might say you ordered stock 12 weeks ago, it's arrived today and you start selling. You might need to order your next lot of stock in four weeks so that that will arrive in 12 weeks time. Because otherwise you're going to sell out all your stock. Then you're going to have to be offline for 12 weeks and you're going to have to order again. And all your optimized running digital marketing campaigns, you're going to have to turn them off. And then when you go to launch them again, you have to start fresh. So stopping and starting is really bad. It's really going to stunt your growth and you're better off to maintain a more stable, consistent trajectory and keep building that up and get in a nice ordering cycle so that you've got the cash flowing in the business so that you can actually sustain that growth. Because I unfortunately learned this the hard way with clients, especially early days when they're like, yeah, we, we can get stock in three weeks, let's scale. It's close in the other episode and, and <laughs> we do it. And then they're like, wow, you sold us out of all our stock in two weeks. We can't get stock for another 12 weeks. And it's like, that's not good for business. That's not good for your cash flow. You've got overheads and it's not good for being able to run digital marketing campaigns. So get in the spreadsheet, figure out your profit margins, figure out your profit margins based off your average order value, and then do modeling based off that average order value and those profit margins on different cost per purchases and different rowers. That was very quick. Can we step through that like a little bit? Like, cause it's like, or even I'm sitting yeah. there like, ooh, like, you know, that's a lot <laughs> if you don't understand those terms. So let's yeah. start at like, okay, where are you starting on this? Are you starting at ROAS? Or are you starting at gross profit well, and based on the the revenue that's coming in? So like, you know, and, yeah. and then how does units filter into this? Yeah, again, each business is going to be different depending on margin, all that kind of stuff. Numero uno, you should be looking at profit. Like how much profit are you making? Obviously, if you're already doing, you know, $20,000 a month, let's just say you're spending $5,000 on your advertising. So you're spending five, you're sort of generating 20. You can work out what your, you know, your profit margins are based off, you know, doing that. So so you're going, so this is a good conversation, right? So you got, so we're generating $20,000. We're spending five yep. to make that 20, mm -hmm. right? Then within that, we have to look at the unit, the units yep. that we've mm -hmm. sold to make that 20, which is where your average order comes in or is it more like, am yeah. I, are we on the right track there? Yeah, you, you're more going to use, so what you want to be able to do is modeling and to do your modeling, you need a good source of data that's going to be accurate. And the thing that's going to be most accurate for you to model off is your average order value average order because value. that's going to tell you out of all the customers you have, how much they spend on average. So obviously it's going to be average, so it's never going to be perfect, but you can trust in that average to do your modeling from because if you're doing $20,000 a month and you've done it for a few months, your average order value, as long as it stays pretty consistent, you should get a good understanding of how much people spend on your store. So with Clay's example, you'd be figuring out you've done $5,000 a month in spend, $20,000 a month in sales. You're going to have organic sales in there and paid sales, but looking at just like a top line number, that would be a four times return on ad spend or four times on your activity. Beautiful. So am I averaging my gross profit on the order value? Because gross profit is obviously per unit, right? Yeah. Now we would love to say that everything we sell has the same gross margin, mm -hmm. but we know that's not a reality. Yeah. yeah. So we're spending five to make 20. 20, yep. And my average gross profit is 50%, let's just say, mm -hmm. so that we know then 50% of that 20 is going towards, we're pay, that's what that's, that's, that's going to yep. dictate what our net margin is, right? Yeah. So we've got the five, 
we're spending 20, so half of 20 is 10, the five plus the 10. So 5,000 we're spending, we're gener- and I know that there's a different order here, so you're, you're paying for the stock first, yep. right? But $5,000 to make 20 is what we're spending. Our gross profit is 50%, so half of $20,000 is $10,000. Mm-hmm. So I plus the 5,000, which is what I'm spending, plus the 10,000, which is what it cost me to produce the product and I then get myself to a point where I'm generating $5,000 profit and that is my net margin. Is that uh, – I know there's probably yeah. some more nuance in there but yeah. – That's what I should have said before I said all the other stuff earlier. That's step one. <laughs> yeah. That like figure out right now what do your numbers mean. Yeah. So you're correct. You need to figure out essentially what are all your expenses, like how much money do you bring in, how much do you spend on your goods and how much did you spend on ads and then how much profit you got left And the on. tricky part is, is it's not as if it's all happening at the one time, right? Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about when we're talking, the difference between looking at, say, our profit and loss for a month versus like a projection is the time variable. And so what we need to do is actually map when all these things happen, right? Yeah. So, you know, I'm spending my $5,000 actually after, more often than not, not all the time, than when I'm purchasing the goods, right? So the purchasing of the goods comes first, then we're going to market the goods. And so then we start to have to probably plot those activities into a quarterly or, you know, over the course of a 12-month period to understand how $1 is or, you know, multiple dollars are flowing through our business. Correct. And, you know, like we discussed in the earlier episodes about knowing your numbers, numbers are always going to change no matter – what business you're in, you know, but it's about having, I guess, an understanding of what this looks like on a um, on the lower end or like a bad end or what it looks like on a good end and trying to like work a formula that's going to keep you safe on either either. Obviously, the longer you go on, say you're sort of averaging $20,000 a month, you know, it is best to go and find someone like an accountant that specializes in e-commerce and forecasting that can help you with this kind of stuff because you know if you've never done spreadsheets before you've never been in business before well you know it is quite hard to forecast okay i need this much uh for this and then you know my tax is going to come up and then i'm going to take away gst and i'm going to take away this but i want to grow from twenty thousand dollars a month to forty thousand dollars a month but what profit do I need to be making or what cash do I need to have in the bank first to ensure that- To pay for my next run. To pay for my next run. And and the biggest thing is to consistently stay at that level and go to that next level. As Nathan said, like it's e-commerce is such a cash hungry business. And if you don't have an idea or a plan of where you need to be at for, you know, each month or each quarter, then you can go, you might be making money, you might be turning over $20,000 a month, $200,000 a month, but like you might be making no profit. So these are all the things like you need to get your ducks in a line first to understand, okay, these are my profit margins right now. This is what I'm averaging. I'm averaging $20,000 a month. I've got 50% margins. You know, I can see that I'm taking, you know, $5,000 cash in the bank and I know that every three months I need to place an order for this much. So I know that I'm, I need to have X amount in my bank to place the order, but I also need to have X amount in the bank 
to continue to advertise and sell my product for this amount. And then you're going to slowly start to develop a plan and a system and go, cool, I'm going to incrementally scale my business. Here's the KPIs that I need to meet. My account knows that I need to have, you know, 4,000 in this account every month, 1,000 bucks in this account and a safeguard of this to ensure that my running costs keep running because, yeah, as Nathan said, like you can you can be scaling your business and be losing money at the same time. Like we've seen this multiple times and that's because people haven't understood the unit economics of, you know, their revenue versus their profit. Like a lot of people will always get caught up in the shiny, you know, revenue number. Like, hey, we're – and everyone – like everyone in e-commerce, especially e-commerce businesses like, oh, we want to do $100,000, like $100,000 months. But – no one ever says we want to do $100,000 of profit. But profit's the most important thing. It's not the revenue. A lot of people get caught up in that. So again, if you don't know your numbers or you find it really hard to do that, go and find someone that can, that can help you. Go and find an accountant that's going to help sit down and analyze these numbers or you know, an agency or whatever it might be and help you understand like here's your KPIs, here's what numbers you need to be hitting to ensure that, you know, the next order you do, maybe you're going to bump your order up from 300 units to 500 units. What's that going to change your numbers to? What's that going to bring your profit margins at? Like these are all the things that you need to understand. Yeah, and I was going to ask that. Like I would assume that especially in e-com is the reason, like you, you obviously get to leverage economies of scale right, at some point, right? Like, you know, the more units you buy, the cheaper you'll get the product at and then understanding that there's a relationship there. But then I would also assume that the more units you have to sell, the different, the diff, the numbers would start to sway a bit from a marketing perspective as well. What are the common pitfalls that you see specifically regarding, say, some of these numbers Without, you know, again, like I know that they vary, right? But what are some of the common pitfalls that you see from that 20K to 100,000 mm. per month? Like is it the, the you know, <clears throat> is it the um, uh, the return on ad spend dropping as you're spending more? You know, like what, what, are, what are some of those common pitfalls? Yeah, I think one thing that really catches people out, everyone's like, I want to go from doing $20,000 to $50,000 and it sounds super sexy, <laughs> but in reality, it can be a logistical nightmare for an e-commerce business because- well, that's really cool. If you go from one month doing 20,000 to 50,000, that means you have to have already in the process, already ordered on the water, enough stock to maintain doing $50,000 months, which means you just need a huge cash injection that you don't have. So I think scaling actually needs to be done sustainably. And our clients that have scaled, you know, 50, 100, 200, 400, $600,000 months, it's normally kind of in blocks is what, what I've realized because of the cash flow. So we might be at $100,000 months for kind of like three, four months until they've got that system down, that order, in it, and they can facilitate with the logistics and they might jump up to $200,000 months. But we're not going one month, 100, next month, 200, next month, 300, because it's just like the amount of cash that they need on, the amount of reserves they need to constantly keep ordering to facilitate these larger amounts of sales can be really, really restricting. And it is possible, I've seen it, to have a business that's doing $200,000 a month and you don't have any cash or you don't have enough cash to buy your next, next lot of stock. 
So that's when we talk about cash flow management and what Clay said, speak to an accountant because this isn't our profession, but that's their profession. They'll be able to help you with that. And I'd say that is one of the number one pitfalls is trying to scale too fast because you will break things and it will cause you more headaches than doing it sustainably. What does that look like from a numbers perspective? So like as an example, right? Like scaling too quickly. So like what is an example set of numbers, hypothetical? I know that's really tough to do off off the fly, but- I'm expecting you may know a fair bit about that from a data perspective. Like, what does that actually look like? Like, you know, we talk, like, I, I'll use the example of like the tangible example of the, you know, $5,000 mm. on mm. ad spend, $10,000, you know, on, uh, you know, your 50% gross margin. And we kind of got to that number. But like, what is some typical numbers that you'll see? Like, is it is it like, you're, you know, a row as of two, right? That you will slow you down or like what, what are typically some of those numbers that you can see? And again, I know there's these other variables in there, but I'm just trying to paint a picture for these guys. So it's tangible. Yeah. I'd probably look at the relationship between how much cash you need to keep ordering the amount of stock to to do the next level of sales, which isn't like that is, it's going to be affected by your rowers. But the track that you see is like, so let's say you've scaled, you've done and you're doing your $20,000 a month. Like you said, after, after your $5,000 a month in ad spend, like if you want to go to $40,000 per month, you need to be able to order double the amount of stock. But if you only have $25,000 on hand, you might not be able to order all that stock. So trying to do a big jump is going to cause you to have no cash in your business. Then you might have Shopify bills come in. Then you might have other things and you're going to be scrounging. So the return on ad spend will relate to that. Obviously, when you're smaller, the higher you can get your return on ad spend, the most beneficial because that's going to give you more profit, which is going to give you leverage to be able to order more products because you're going to be, you know, business, you might have five grand profit one month, 10 grand next month, and that can keep helping you facilitate those larger orders. It's when clients do larger amounts of sales at the same rollers or less, and they don't have a cash reserve that we see them get in trouble because they're not actually making extra profit to facilitate ordering more stock. So they're having to order more stock, but off the same turnover in their business, which means they have a cash cap. So correct me if I'm wrong, but with a, from a modeling perspective, you could actually start to model out, not even just based on units, but there would be some type of formula around percentage growth. Is that, yeah, is that definitely. correct? Yeah. Like, you know, you would, you would model this out as like, okay, well, based on every order, we know that, you know, our net profit is X so that we can grow at the rate, you know. So like, let's say our net profit on a product is 25%. We know that we could say, okay, well, based on that net profit, we could then spend 50% of that or that's like, so my original thought was like, okay, net profit is 25%, 15% would be our growth margin our growth on that. So like, okay, we're always having an excess of that, of 10%, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's not 10% of that number, but it's like the, you know, 15 and 20, between 15 and 25 is 10%. So like, it's like, and, and you know, whatever that equals in terms of what the 10 is of the 25, I'm confusing the fuck out of people right now. But my point is, is like, you could start to model that out because the, the, re- the relationship between those numbers is the same. Is that, is that you yeah. know, something or yeah, am I yeah. complicating it? Definitely. And as I said, like, you know, if you're doing 20,000 or 50,000 or whatever, you know, like if you're going to go from 50,000 and all of a sudden you're going to jump to 200,000 and you order your stock in every three months, but then one month you decide you're going to spend, you're going to sell $200,000 worth of product in one month, you've sold out three months worth of stuff. Mm. 
So all of a sudden you're broken. Like you don't have any stock to sell. All your campaigns that you're running that are smashing it now have to be turned off because you're not going to spend money because you don't mm. have stock. And it's going to be a logistical nightmare like and- all of a sudden to whatever. And if you're going to sustain that, let's just say all of a sudden you jump from 50 to 200 in one month. Now every month you have to be ordering $200,000 worth of stuff. And if you if you keep going higher and it's again it's like we're talking about revenue versus profit depending at what you're achieving your $200,000 month at. That's saying you've stayed at the same profit margins, but if you've dropped profit margins mm. and you're spending more to acquire customers because you're scaling, now all your all of your numbers change. So if you don't have a plan for that and all of a sudden you just go from 50 to 200, then you just might not have enough profit in the bank to actually sustain you know, your next bulk order that's now ordering $200,000 worth of stuff or maybe you need to order more. Well, you need to order, you know, if you're going to order three months in advance, you now need to order $600,000 worth of product like to sell and if you don't have that profit there, it's like this is where things get broken and you see businesses having to stop. They'll end up in a limbo period. They lose their momentum. They're not selling. Like, But from our experience, the ones who have been able to do it well have had a, I guess like a... A great cadence. Yes. Yeah, had that a, cadence is perfect, a great word. Like like a, I wouldn't even say slow, but it's like they know these numbers. Regular. They understand <laughs> like every good one that we've worked with have understand their margins, their profit, and they've done some kind of modeling around it. And again, the numbers are never going to be perfect. But if you don't go in with a plan or some kind of plan, then you're just shooting in the dark, like you're pissing in the wind. But if you have a plan for, the worst and you have a plan for this end or if you have a plan for the middle and you have all these scenarios and you're like, cool. We know that if we're going to grow slowly and let's just say we incrementally grow $10,000 next month, we know that we should have and we can do it at the same profitability. You know, our cost per purchase stays the same on Facebook. We still get a good return on ad spend. We know that we should have this much profit in the end of this. Okay, if we can keep going this way for the next two to three months, it should mean that we have enough here to, you know, buy a new order, which means that for the next three months, we'll be able to go to 40 or $50,000. And even if things go bad, we're still going to have profit coming in at whatever. So obviously this is a big one where we see people get stuck. If you're talking about other things that get people stuck, I think when you're thinking about an e-commerce store, having multiple SKUs and products, Mm. it's a fucking nightmare. Logistics. It's a logistical nightmare. So like fashion brands and that kind of stuff, like they've got a design and they've got five or six different sizes of that. So you've got to order five or six of the same designs but in all these different sizes. But then you've got whole collections and then – where you see people get caught is let's say they go, okay, normal for fashion, 
they'll say we're doing a summer, winter, autumn, whatever range. And they'll load up on this range and they order bulk amounts of product, but then it doesn't sell. So you've got all this stock here in all these SKUs that you've paid all this money for that you now can't move. It's out of style as well. It's out of style and your next drop and sale or uh, your next season is not for another three, four months or well, it's not for another you know few months or whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if you buy all this stuff that you cannot sell? So over leveraging is probably a big one where we see people get stuck as well. A lot of people will, and this probably comes back to the cadence and all that and going low and slow is like, don't over leverage yourself too hard at the start. Like you're better off focusing on going slow and profitable always. And yeah, at the start, it might cost you more for your products because you're ordering less amount. Everyone always wants to get, oh, if I order a thousand, I get, you know, $3 off. And it's like, yeah, but what if you get stuck with a thousand? Like, why not sell incrementally first and make sure that you can sell it before you then go and acquire all this stock? And you see a lot of e-commerce businesses that will start off and buy a lot of um, a lot of goods and then it's like, well, if you get stuck with it, it's like it's dead stock. So that's Str probably a big one. And strategically, that's, the, that's why the sellout method in the beginning works well, right? It's like yep. sell out, buy less than what you actually need. Yep. You know, and then try to, and this is where the cadence comes in. It's like, okay, well, it's not only like, yeah, we could, okay. So it's like, I would imagine this is how it feels. Like, again, like this is me piecing together what you guys are saying is like, okay, if I'm a new e-commerce business, I'm going to buy stock every three months. I'm going to try sell out of that stock within two and try to get on cadence like that. And then what I might do is I might increase my units with the goal of still selling out and potentially increase my frequency to once every two months. Yeah. Right. And and then it's it's like strategically being able to plan this out and map the future so that I still keep this good regular cadence going. Um, and I can increase my units. And then, you know, within that I need to probably get ahead of the game, right? Like, you know, we need to be three, four months ahead at all times yeah. and then we can keep this cadence going and we're actually always four months ahead of planning where we are right now. That's spot on. That's where knowing your numbers and the margin is important because to do that process well, you need to be creating profit so every month there's more money than the month before so you have more money to order more stock than you did the month before. And that's where your rowers is going to come into it and knowing those margins numbers because to, to do what you said, the rhythm, the cadence, that's exactly it. But you need to be making profit because you need to be making more money than you had last month to order more stock than you had last month. And that's kind of what I was saying, trying to explain before around the 25% and the 10% yeah. is like we're always, you know, we're, we're generating 25% profit. All right, well, we might spend 60% of that yeah. 25% on new stock. Mm, and yeah. that gives us a formula to always understand where we're at and we can start to really map the future and yeah. – Again, like the, the the key thing I'm really getting out of this is predictability. Yep. It's like the more predictable you can be, the the more you can start to strategically map where your business is going to go, and and you know, yeah. And know, obviously, that's for a new business. Scary. That's really hard yeah. because mm. you know you don't have any data or numbers to go off. So you're looking at uncertainty. But even in uncertainty, it's like well, you still need to have a plan. 
you still need to have a baseline of numbers of worst case, best case in the middle. You still need to understand what that is so that you can navigate, well, if things go south, then, well, I know where I need to be and I know where I can't be. Or if things go good, well, that's going to be a great trajectory. And, you know, whether it's, you know, someone that's doing $100,000 a month or businesses that are doing $100 million a month or whatever it is, after time, after they get that consistent data, they work up to a formula and they know that in order to go to the next level that all their KPIs need to be here, here, here and here. And it is this, no one just jumps from here to here. It's like the businesses that can do all those things in the middle right will be the ones that succeed in the end. Yeah, and, and you know, people do jump from here to here. But it's like yes. you want to know fucking why, yeah, right? Yeah, like because yeah. otherwise you can't repeat that. And, yeah. and so the idea is like this is why data is so important, which is, yeah, you know, it's pretty insightful. And as I said, like it's so sexy the idea of like I'm going to go from doing $20,000 a month to $100,000 a month. you got to send out five times the orders. you got to have five times the amount of stock. You have five times the customer inquiries. You have five times the workload, five times the Australia Post. Fee. Like the logistics of it I think is what catches people out because they just think about – the big dreamy picture, which is awesome. Like we want you to be focused on growing, but you need to think about what's it going to actually take for me to fulfill that. And for us, that's why we're so diligent on doing the modeling, the numbers, because it's very serious spending clients' money, especially when you're spending a couple hundred thousand dollars a month of, of their money or upwards a billion dollars a month. So we have to do this internally because it's our responsibility to make sure that these numbers add up for the client. So that's why we have the formulas, but it's so beneficial to do as an e-commerce owner, because as we said, it's it's not about, you don't have to get it perfect, but it's just, you're being armed with the best information you can to make informed decisions. Cause there's nothing worse than spending all this money on the ads, making all these sales, thinking you crushed it, then realizing you got no cash, you got no product and you can't make any more sales. And you're like, I just went from 20,000 to $50,000 a month. My business is broken, what happened? Oh, on the other end, which we've experienced before is, you know, working with a client and they like, yeah, we've got all the things in place to scale. And it's like, cool. And then we go from doing, you know, fifty to $200,000 a month. And then like I've had conversations with clients crying on the phone saying like, I don't know what the fuck to do because my I'm packing all these orders with me and my mum and yeah. we're awake for 20 hours. We only got four hours sleep last night and I'm so stressed out. And it's like people don't think about that side as well. Like it's five times everything. And like I assume anyone that gets into a business – Specifically e-commerce, like, yeah, they want to make money, but also it's a lifestyle thing for them. More so money, more problems. Yeah, yeah. If you're a if you're a you know a sole e-commerce store owner or whatever, and you're packing all your own orders, and like, you know, you've set aside six hours a day to pack, you know, twenty thousand uh, dollars you know, a month of orders or thirty thousand dollars, like think about how your life's gonna change if that goes to a hundred, hundred and fifty, two hundred, and you don't have the support or the networks or the help. And it's like I've, we've seen this specifically more when we started because we you know, haven't dug deep into these things in the early days and now we're super mindful. Like if someone is in a position, it's really about making sure that they do have all these things in place and that we can grow like slowly, profitably and sustainably that's number one, not going to blow up their business and not going to blow up their entire life like mentally as well, because at the end of the day- It sounds so counterintuitive. Yeah. Like, don't give me more revenue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it happens and people hit that stage where they're like, 
you can't possibly keep sitting there and packing orders and doing all the other customer service, the ordering, the finances, the um, posting on your Instagram, whatever, creating content. Like there's so many moving parts to this game and not having one thing like covered, it snowballs. Like it's just a snowball effect and all these things like, I don't know, we bang on about it all the time, but it's just like you need to have a full 360 approach and it's better to go, I guess, slower, a slower cadence and a, a, the profitable route always that is going to set you up for long-term success. Mm, yeah, So true. Lads, I want to say a massive thank you to you guys. I mean, wow, like I, the three episodes in itself is is almost, you know, a masterclass in in not only just marketing but like really how you how do you scale right and and you know predictably right so uh, a massive thank you to you guys um uh, we you know throughout this there's going to be you know call to actions where people can find you and a lot about your services and and any products and you know coaching offers that you guys are going to be launching but um yeah i just want to say a massive thank you there's so much value in this i appreciate it's been a pleasure it. man awesome. thanks, for thanks for having us man